You are now listening to the 10 Years and Counting Podcast. Welcome to 10 Years and Counting Podcast, hosted by the Sovereign of Single. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the 10 Years and Counting Podcast with your boy, Petty Roosevelt himself. You're listening to the 10 Years and Counting Podcast, your source for all the unsolicited dating advice you just can't get enough of, with your host, Tony, and great guests like me. All right, welcome, welcome, welcome. We got Dominique on the show. Oh Say my gosh, hey. we're here, we're here. Hi guys, yes. I'm Dominique. How's it going? And oh, I'm at my previous office. I, <laughs> I, I miss recording here. It's like, it's, yeah. How many episodes have you done here? Like two. Okay. Two or three, yeah. Okay, fair. Yeah, it, it was always interesting because it's usually the way it works is that you know you have to put someone in the system and i always felt like i feel like i'm putting too many people in the system that no, don't no, actually no. work they don't like, care i know the they reception. don't right they don't but still say like, hey so yeah is my is my guest here yes like, coming yes. at six o'clock yes at, at six o'clock <laughs> vendor meeting you know? <laughs> oh they my god it. they do <laughs> So, yeah, and it's funny because, you know, we're, we're talking about, like, dating during the coronavirus. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, oh I had God. to put that joke in there. <laughs> I was thinking about that on the train. Oh it's like, God. I'm going to make that joke just because. Like, no. Well, I don't know because like, I don't know when I'm going to, you know, publish this. So, oh, shit. True, yeah. but, like, economically, people would definitely be less likely to, yeah, go, to go on dates now. It's like, hey, look. And, or even, like, kiss someone. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yo, chill. <laughs> the hookup scene has changed now. <laughs> Forget all the apps. Corona <laughs> runs it all. Right. <laughs> Move over Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> Every you know you know the you know the stock market is crashing. Tinder is like oh, oh my god, damn, it's just okay. Let me stop. stop. Everything is being affected. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that is not what this topic is about. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're gonna talk about like how you grew up around relationships affects you know your perspective, mm-hmm. and not just growing up, but like even current because I feel like that's just your. Y- your perspective is always changing. Yeah. Like, I feel if... Um, I, You know, he's on the podcast, so I can say names. Like, I was, like, iffy, but, like, yeah. So Greg was on the podcast a couple of years ago, and he gave me this suggestion. And it was really interesting, because I didn't think about... And, and I think it always happened, and it was funny, because a, a couple of weeks ago, you didn't know my age, and you were like, what? Yeah, <laughs> that was, I was like, low-key shook, but like, I don't judge. Like, <laughs> no, no, I know what you mean. Now, a lot of people were like, oh, what are you, like 25? Saying, oh. You really look 25. Thanks. Like, seriously. No, genetics. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> um, so, and I thought it was really interesting, because I never really thought about it that way, and I'm usually a little bit like candid with what I talk about and like usually like, my parents got divorced when I was 16 and also being an only child Ooh. really played a factor where it's like I don't feel rushed to get married or get into a relationship I kind of have like this you know yeah. perspective where I can just do whatever the fuck I want mm-hmm. you can also curse whenever you want so, okay so, noted yeah. <laughs> um, and then like my grandparents they got divorced as well so oh, shoot. Really? it was kind of to the point where it's like oh shit do I continue the the line of divorce uh-huh. wait if you don't mind me asking how many years of marriage did they have after they got divorced my grandparents um I probably say definitely less than my parents okay. I feel like my grandparents were probably around let's say 10 
Yeah, it was sort of like, yeah, it was like one of those weird things where they, you know, they had my mom, but like they didn't, you know, they weren't married as long. And oh, I think okay. my parents were probably 16, 17 oh, okay, okay. years. So it's, yeah, so I think that, and, and I never really thought that that would ever have an effect on my perspective. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until my, you know, Greg mentioned that and I was like, holy fuck yeah I think that does really change and and not meaning that I never thought of the you know I don't want to get married because I don't want to go through your shitty divorces that you guys went through and I get that and and I'm not saying like shitty divorces like they like fought but it's like you understand like yeah Yeah. divorces are difficult especially when you have kids I think Mm -hmm. that really changes your and I always hear about when people have issues with like custody issues with their yeah. you know, kids, and Ooh, and I was like, I was like, Ooh, I don't, don't want to do any of that. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying like I was always afraid of marriage, but it, it definitely changed. Like, and and I'm not saying like when I was in my early teens, I was like, all right, you know, I'm gonna have the white picket fence and yeah, family yeah, yeah. and dog and like kids. I was like, I never thought about that, but uh-huh. those events sort of did change a little bit more. It's like, I'm not saying like I became cynical as much as sort of more safe. Yeah. See, well, my thought is like when you're just like first explaining kind of the setting the scene here Mm -hmm. is like 16 is such a prime age of our lives. You know what I mean? That's like you're really, really like developing into an adolescent, being comfortable as an adolescent. Like, and that's kind of when like maybe almost like average age of like you know mm-hmm. teens kind of starting to get into relationships do you think that like affected how like your willingness to get in one at that age or like i mean i guess another way to put the question is like if you were like 12 and found out do you think you would be more cynical or less cynical or if you were 18 and you found out mm. and they got divorced like you know what i mean I age could play a factor in it like that does cuz i know like one of my best friends her parents got divorced and she was a lot younger mm-hmm. like probably like like probably elementary school or younger I always forgot what age her parents yeah. got divorced but mm-hmm. I know it was funny because she was joking about it last year when she got married and she was like oh yeah like can you like are you like it's amazing I'm actually married because she was like always a little bit cynical yeah okay. and I was like I and I think I don't know if that comes from divorce but you I and, and I don't know I think it makes sense when you see your parents go through like specific arguments and etc and especially when they're divorced mm-hmm. and I was like I, I and obviously everyone argues so it's like they're like there's no everyone argues you're two different people like I think that's See, my bar- parents like I've seen them like throw shade maybe twice in my life oh, and shit, really? that's not even an argument it's throwing shade mm-hmm. so that like I mean, I'm not trying to double away from your topic, no, no, but no, no, like no. we can cover this yeah. later. But like, I've had to teach myself how to deal with conflict. I've never seen them fight, and I don't know if they do it intentionally or not. And actually, I kind of want to ask them when they come this weekend. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, <laughs> but isn't hey, that guys, like interesting? I was talking about you. You guys never. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, deba- I'm yeah. revealing like personal information yeah. about you. But anyway, like yeah. when it comes to like arguments, I know that can affect like a child, teen, etc., like, Mm -hmm. a lot, but I feel like I'm affected by that, not negatively, actually, I'm very neutral, that, knowing the fact that, like, I haven't seen my parents, like, really, like, 
butt heads like that. Right. You know, that can be like, that can create a, a, like an aggressive environment, mm-hmm. like just like the heat of it, like tension on a child, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So I don't know. It's just like interesting for me to hear. And I'm not trying to throw shade at like kids with divorced parents, but like when no, kids no with shade. divorced parents like, yeah. say that, or even just parents who argue, because like, I mean, I, I'm kind of like blessed in that way and I'm grateful, but yeah. like, I don't well, know. I, what do you think? I, 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 don't, I don't think there is like, and I, I, I would like to think that. And and honestly, then it's a point where then you would ask them, like, maybe they saw their parents argue and realized they didn't want to bring that on to their own kids. Yeah, so like it's down sort the of line type thing. yeah, and 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 anything that just comes from, you know, different perspectives. I feel like the way your parents, you know, raised you will then trickle down to like how you raise your kids. Mm-hmm. So um, I know, like, my mom was really. Uh, and and it's interesting because like as a teenager, I always thought I was like, oh my god, you're so like, what's the word? Uh, she, I felt like she coddled me in a way, but not like in a oh, bad way. Okay. But I think she just wanted to keep me from like other like mm-hmm. everyone has like, everyone has their own like family drama and yep. etc. And mm-hmm. I think that makes sense where it's, you know, I don't, you know, you don't have to like see any of this. And you know, mm-hmm. I, I appreciate that now, but mm-hmm. you know, as a as a teenager, you're like, come on, I just want to go out and hang out with my friends. But like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, yeah. I, and, and, and I hear that a lot because I feel like a lot of what a lot of people, especially now around, I say like my age, like I'm that much older than you, but like, yeah, I feel like, I feel like, on. I feel like everyone that's like in that point where they're getting married or mm-hmm. planning on having kids, it's like, you know what? I don't want to raise my kids this way because my parents did this one way. And I was like, and it's sort of like a, you know, I, I, I'm, and I don't know if we've discussed this before, but I personally don't want to have kids. Mm. And one of the things I, it, I always find it interesting is that when people have had like their, you know, like family drama on their own, and sort of want to use kids as a way to fix. Their. That's so true. And, and and I don't mean that as like a like I'm shitting on them for uh-huh. that because I'm not but I, I also do understand that where it's yeah. sort of you know like yeah my my parents said this and I'm gonna make sure you guys don't go through that uh-huh. and yeah and and that's where that also comes from too I feel like if and I'm not saying like if someone had the perfect household they would be like awful parents because uh-huh. that's not that's not the case either you, yeah but I, I I think everyone tries their best because you're you're you know, just trying to yeah. protect them. Yeah, from exactly. What you experience, right? Like make their experience as a child better, right? You know. Yeah, it's like, hey, I want to give you something that I didn't have, and etc. Yeah. And that doesn't make it any different. It's mm-hmm. just everyone, you know. The idea is that you don't want to make your kid's life worse than you had it. So, I mean, why would you? But that's true. Yeah. Right. I know. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like when it comes to having kids and choosing to raise them a certain way there's just like so many external factors oh yeah yeah. you know Mm -hmm. even like just from like the pressure of your family or your grandparents or whatever i don't know like like for example let's take religion Mm -hmm. like that is a huge thing yeah Yeah. it is yeah you know like my family's catholic and i've already seen like some family members go through this where you know it's like a pretty decently known fact that like our generation doesn't probably doesn't practice religion as much as like the generation before us there's there's studies done on that that's accurate exactly and 
you know, you see like the family, the parents, the grandparents, like mm-hmm. force it on yeah. the um, newborn baby, the mm-hmm. family of the newborn baby, the mother and the father, no matter like where they come from, if they go to church or not, and this and that. But I guess what I'm trying to say here is like, when it comes to stuff like that, it's just like, is it really worth it? And then, and then if you're bringing this kid into the world, are you comfortable like exposing them to something you're wishy-washy about? Right. You know? No, I've, I've, I've thought about that too, where I definitely was wishy-washy. I'm not that I was, I, I still am, but it's sort of, it's, yeah, I don't fully agree with everything. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like, if I don't agree with everything, I'm not going to claim. And I think this happened when I was, I realized that around when I was 16. I remember my friend, uh, I was hanging out with my friend and I went over to her place and her mom, her stepmom was there. And it was funny. And I think someone, it was either her or her aunt was asking, was like, hey, so like, you know, are you like Catholic or Christian? Mm-hmm. I, was like, I was like, I don't know. It's like what do you mean you don't know it's like i really don't follow religion i did my communion and etc i don't know Mm -hmm. what that means Mm -hmm. because i just personally am not that religious and i think religion does play a huge factor on how you and you know there's specific religions where you you know there's arranged marriage and etc and 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 that gets tricky too because you know some and especially when and I hear about this a lot when people are Americanized, you know, like, you know, people move from, you know, especially like our generation, a lot of our parents. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of anyone who's like a millennial or Gen Z, they're, you know, they're like first. Their families are immigrants. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were raised here for the first time. Yeah, Their are. perspective is going to be so much different. And they're like, wait, no, I don't have to do what you, <laughs> you know. Yeah, no, you know, totally. You know, everyone's a rebel. So, especially uh-huh. here. So, it's sort of like, I don't want to. Yeah, we're just going to hear me pouring in some <laughs> seltzer. How does the strawberry taste, by the way? It's pretty good. Okay. Yes. Good, good, good. Yes, yes. The mango is uh, pretty good. I feel like all seltzer low key taste the same. Yeah, they do. Honest. Yeah. It's just it's just all a brain. <laughs> You're we, right. work, we work in market. Yeah. yeah they deceive us yeah but no and and i think that does play a huge factor because i feel like if i wasn't a first generation like if i grew yeah. up either in like puerto rico or dominican republic and mm-hmm. even though those and it's puerto rico i feel like is a lot more americanized yeah. in its own ways mm-hmm. where i feel like my perspective probably would have been different if i grew up where my parents were from instead of here so yeah. i think that's another thing that takes into account as well which i don't really think about till now but that's what happens that's so true yeah and you're saying that as far as like having kids or practicing religion i think everything in general yeah i think a lot of it i i i'm not saying like no one outside of the u.s doesn't want to have kids Mm -hmm. but i feel if you grew up in a huge you know religious household yeah that means where they have like larger families right you're more intended to like hey just do it this is the norm just do it oh yeah just open it <laughs> cracking the cold one jk yeah. this is warm straight from the snack drawer oops no you're I fine i should have chilled way more no it's okay <laughs> you were saying no um yeah and 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 i obviously i can't speak to like every other country because mm-hmm. i haven't lived everywhere and even probably canada is similar but mm-hmm. um yeah i you in in like other countries you're sort of feel like you have to like follow everything and even 
And, and, and I think about that a lot because like even now, especially like our generation, we get married a lot later. True. So we, we, have, we kind of have this luxury where especially women, where you're like you don't have to you know, get married at 21 or, or younger just to like move out the house. You kind of get to have a career and figure out what you want to do first and then mm-hmm. you decide what you want to do from there. Truly, for the most part. Man, no, that's a good point. I wonder what I would be like if I was raised even just like for a little bit. My parents are from the Philippines. All my family's mm-hmm. from the Philippines. Because my parents have like a very traditional, uh, well, it seems the way their relationship formed is pretty traditional because yeah. they met through what I would call um, a Filipino um, club. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, just like kind of like a cohort of local Filipinos who all know each other, like dead ass. (laughs) My friend's that way too. She's like like, married within the blood. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Sort of like, hey, I know this Filipino family. Uh Yeah, I I think that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And like, uh, yeah, so they're traditional and what I'm trying to say here. Well, actually, like a twist in like their like more traditional phase of getting together is that my mom ended up being like the breadwinner because mm. she's um, a doctor and my dad works for her and like very cutely like oh, they're nice. a power couple and yeah, they manage yeah. the business together nice. you know but I feel like if I was born in the Philippines I feel like I could be very much like convinced that I should be you know like a doctor? No. no. Oh no. my gosh, that's no, no. my sisters. I they okay. took that route. They okay. can go okay. medical. He's like, yes. I'm okay. cool. I don't have to follow. I'm that. hip. Yeah. I'm in New York. I'm advertising, <laughs> <laughs> marketing, but um, just drinking at the job. No, more less. How do I put it? If I'm getting like really extreme here, I feel like I would be less feminist if I was like raised a little bit in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, honestly, I consider myself, like, loud and proud of a feminist. And, like, I'm willing to, like, pick up my own way, this and that. But, um, like, I don't know. I see a lot of, not that, like, the women in my family aren't strong. But just, like, through discussions with women in my family, I can see how, through the generations, the view on what kind of responsibility we can take and what kind of responsibility the man would take and just the, how do I say, like the checklist of an ideal yeah. relationship or the ideal qualities a man would have is just like, I mean, I, and it changes. I think, I think that know? makes sense, right? Because I feel like gender roles play such a huge factor, especially in like Latino household, where mm-hmm. I th- I'm curious what life would have been like if I had a sister. Uh-huh. Because I feel like I, and not saying like this is accurate, because I'm going based on what I see in other people, but I felt like I wouldn't have, I probably wouldn't have pulled this much weight. Okay. Meaning, okay, you know, like you know, you know, because like you know, I, and, and I noticed that a lot, and especially it seems like yeah, you know, so a lot of people always say like you know, like you know, the women cleans and does etc. and like cooks and ex- you know, and even sometimes like my mom, she like. Be like, hey, you know, do you want me to do, you know, like cook? It's like, you do what you want. Like, if you want to cook, go ahead. But I'm not expecting you to like. And how does she respond to that? I think she's, I mean, she's not like, you know, no. I, I think she does it out of her love, love to want to do okay. it. Not but No, and of course not. Because like if, and there were times, I, especially, she was like, hey, you know, I'm tired. I can't cook. It's like, 
you don't have to like no you but yeah. you know that's how like yeah. one of i mean i'm not gonna say which one but one of my aunts she's very much like that and i'm just like you don't have to. You really don't. Right. Like, you work so hard. Right. You know, we're all equal and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Oh, that. Wow, that really made me think of my aunt right there. No, and yeah, mm-hmm. and other things. And sometimes, you know, I'd have to clean, you know, the apartment or whatever. And, mm-hmm. and one of the things, even when I lived in California and I had a roommate, I wouldn't expect her to do all the shit. I mean, Absolutely well, not. F- well, funny, one of the things that we always joked about was like, hey, so when like I first moved in, she was like, hey, what's your thoughts of like, you know, dishes and like, you know, cleaning the kitchen? It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's cool. It's like, cool, I hate doing that. I don't want to clean. I'll clean the bathroom. It's like, I hate cleaning the bathroom. So, oh. so yeah, we, you know, we had that huge compromise because yeah. we both hated doing what the other that person preferred. Pre- yeah. Good yeah. I just so, actually asked my roommates this. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like funny because it's easier that way. So mm-hmm. it's like, cool. That's this, you know, the kitchen's my responsibility and yeah. that's awesome. And then her, I mean, obviously not saying like the living room is no one's responsibility. Uh-huh. We just are like, clean up as is. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, like when it came to like the bathroom, I was like, I kind of hate the bathroom. So mm-hmm. we'll just divide and I, I don't want to hate use it. I want to use that because it's such a media term and like is it to, oh my gosh have you never heard of have I haven't like, been in media long enough oh no my this, year is next week this, oh, oh okay almost <laughs> no like there were times where like we had to build like multiple campaigns and say hey so let's divide and conquer hey Goddamn. hey Anthony you do the Twitter campaigns and uh, D you I, I don't want to use names so I'm gonna like do you do the Pinterest campaigns uh-huh. and then I'll do like you know like so, sort mm. of like you and I was like, I, I didn't realize that was such a term until I kept on hearing it so much oh everywhere else. Gosh. And I was like, I guess divide and conquer is a, it, it, I understand why it's a term, mm. but no, and that. no, and it makes sense. But in, and, and yeah, I, and I noticed that when it comes to like, even definitely like Latino backgrounds or like these specific gender norms and, and I'm, I, I don't know, it's weird. I, I, I think we also live in, in a point where it's sort of like I don't really I, and, and they probably still are but I guess like in my perspective I never assume that you know women have to do like A, B, and C I understand that like other like in, in like our previous like parents generation those those, those, those those roles and standards existed but I feel like once you and I, I don't know I like I said, I think it would be would have been different if I had a sister because not saying like I would have assumed that, but I probably would have. Yeah, you would yeah. have seen like your mom teach her how to do this. Right. It's like, you know, next. like, yeah. yeah, I don't have to cook because, you know, I, no, I don't, can't come up with like a name for my non-existent sibling. But yeah. <laughs> like, <Yolanda. laughs> I don't know why that I don't know. I've never asked my mom, like, what would you name another? <laughs> like, imagine it was Yolanda. But like, no, uh, you know what I mean. Uh-huh. It's sort of like you. And, and that's what I mean where no, you're, true. you're, you're. Your parents, your grandparents, even siblings too. I don't have siblings, so like for me, I don't feel there's nothing for me to compare with. Mm-hmm. I felt that way when it came to like, hey, so like, when are you? Like my grandmother was always wanting. It's like, hey, it's like, when are you gonna give me like great grandkids? Like, yeah, you have other, I have other cousins. Bother them about that shit. I don't, I'm not worried about kids right now. So uh-huh. yeah, yeah, and, get a chill there. <laughs> right, but like if you have siblings, then it becomes like the whole, if the younger sibling is, you know more successful than the older one it's sort of like oh shit you know i guess like and you know if they're like so 
Are you the younger or older sibling? I'm the oldest of three total. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Are any of your younger siblings married? No, no. Okay, so cool. That's great. I'm the oldest. Yeah. They're both in college, but mm. they're both pursuing different industries in me. They're both right. in the medical field. Okay. And no, so okay, I so I they have their that. own competition. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, competing yeah. with each other. Yeah, it's like great. It's like thank God. Okay, uh -huh, good. Yeah, like I'm, I, I'm out here doing my own thing. I'm low key like the rebel child in a way. Right. To be honest, and I'm happy with that title. Right. But no, that makes sense. And growing up with like two other sisters, I do wonder like now that you bring it up. What if we brought like another gender in the mix? Yeah, I mean, like this is like the lamest like thing ever, <laughs> but like we compensated by having like all boy dogs. Yeah, but what if we had like a son? Yeah, like would my dad like teach me more maleish things or not, or would he right. make time to teach us all that? Like, right. honestly, like knowing my dad, he would. Like, mm -hmm. um, even though they come from like a more traditional background, like. He, he would in include everyone, but would he be more, I don't know, like, just to think of, like, how males teach each other masculinity, yeah, it's like and that's sports. just, like, a natural you thing, know, you, you know? You and your parents play, you know, you and your dad play catch, and, mm -hmm. like, would we have played catch? I don't know, but, yeah. well, I, I think, and I always love when I watch movies or TV shows where dads do that, where it's like, you know, I never had a son, so I'm going to... I'm gonna make you my quote-unquote sunset like you gotta like play sports or whatever mm -hmm. and it's like I, is that really a thing but then again I don't have kids so I can't <laughs> yes. I, I can't really it's I like, that, that's a weird joke to make but then I think about it more it's like I guess if you really want a son and you want to you know you know I, I, I don't know I, I guess that sort of makes sense yeah but that no. joke doesn't seem as bad now <laughs> when you think about it it's like that's such a weird gender norm joke and it's like oh Even I like, guess Okay, let's let's put it this way. Like, let me lay it out. My dad has always taught me to, like, just, like, he's instilled, like, a lot of endurance in me. Mm -hmm. How do I put it? Like, just to... What's the word I'm thinking of? I'm just going to use endurance. I'm, I'm going to no, ignore the okay. other word. No, it's fine. But, like, just to keep pushing on when in the face of adversity. And that could be perceived as, like, a male trait. And, like, I learned that from my dad. But at the same time, like, this is a trait that should be taught to all genders, like, right. naturally from mm -hmm. each parent, etc. I lost my train of thought. I was where I'm going with this. But, um, Are you still thinking of the word? Kind of. Yeah. It's distracting me. <laughs> but when it comes to, like, learning, and I hate to even, like, admit this, but, like, so, like, male traits that are taught are like around the themes of like strength right yeah and just being like the rock and stuff like that so changing your your tire your car tire like, <laughs> i don't know I'm just, even stuff yeah. like that right. yeah so like i've remembered so where i was going with this so when you're like a parent would teach you that doesn't matter which one like how does that like play an effect on your relationship with a significant other. Yeah. Because, like, for example, like... Damn, you're taking notes right out of my... <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I'm dating this guy now. We're, we're pretty fresh, but, like, like we tell you a long period of talking, but, like, officially fresh, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. No, I get it. And I always push him. I'm like, we're equal. Like, I'm paying this bill. You're paying the next. Like, we're alternating. We're splitting this, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I want him to know we're equal. Mm. So, like, I just wonder, like... What would a person 
like me or a person like him, how would they respond to someone who wasn't like if I started if he started dating someone who wasn't raised the way my dad raised me, who who didn't put those quote quotes I really use this as a feminist quote like <laughs> male characteristics in me you yeah. know what I mean what right. if I was raised to be like super super feminine and like have the guy do all the work right. have the guy pick up all the bills and I'm I like I love my friends to death and I had a, <laughs> I love them so so much but I have some friends and like I know some people who are just like oh he like what is that quote like what establishes a good date? Oh, did he pick up the bill? And I'm just like, that doesn't establish a good date for me. That's definitely nothing I would care about right. on the first date, you know? Right. So it's just like interesting to think about how like the way the characteristics that and like values, morals, etc., that one gender of your parent implemented on you versus the other can experience. And like, what if? Like, for example, if my dad taught me to be strong, what if my mom was like, oh, you're being too hard on her. She's a girl. Like, you need to lighten up. And then I wouldn't have been as strong as I am now, like mentally, physically, etc., whatever. Then would I still be right for, like, my boyfriend now? Mm. There you go. Me. <laughs> Mind blown. Yeah, because I couldn't yeah. be his type. Like, right. what if I was the prissy girl who was like, okay, you're paying for this. Like, yeah. you're like, getting this over. Like, excuse me? Um yeah no do you feel anything like that as you're like in the dating world um I guess it's always interesting because one of the things my I think I forgot who I was talking with this about but my friend was always asking it's like hey so how many times do you feel like you pay for the entire bill it's like mm, why that's the a fuck is this a question because no, honestly can't. I've noticed it's usually more split Okay. Especially first date, because I feel like good. I, I feel like at least with the first dates, it's sort of like you don't really know much about the person, mm-hmm. so like it's kind of like weird. I, like I'm not, dictate. But the thing with me is that like I don't think I'd have a big deal mm-hmm. to pay the entire bill, but yeah, because that's t- like the type of person you are. Yeah, but like when they say like, hey, like, do you mind splitting? And I was like, I, I don't know, I, I can't say no because it's sort of like, no, your money is not worth anything. I pay for like so. Oh. I, I don't really know how to approach you know I usually approach it I guess with saying like yeah I guess yeah you're cool with playing you know uh-huh. splitting that's fine with me I, I I go in with the expectations that I'm going to pay all of it but it doesn't throw me off when someone mm-hmm. says hey do you want to split the bill I was like oh okay mm-hmm. sure fine whatever it's, uh, I, my friend we mentioned this on the last podcast um where she thought like when it comes to like relationships so you think like everything has to be 50-50 and I remember one of the questions and it was funny because I felt like it was a trick question I was like mm. <laughs> okay let me hear it so and then we decided on the whole oh so like doesn't salary pay a factor Woo! that's like, <gasps> yeah <laughs> wait hold on oh God, I didn't think of this <laughs> they can't see me I, like open up the collar of my shirt you're like I gotta recalibrate what I meant by split <laughs> okay go <laughs> no like so like if someone makes like I, I'll make up a number let's say if someone makes like twice the amount someone else does mm-hmm. is it really still 50-50 mm. like if cause yeah you realize when it comes to like bills and like rent and etc like if your 50% is a lot smaller 
than my no, no, the like, other person. Yeah, like whoever's yeah. the whoever's the larger, salary yeah. is your you know your percentage is not really fifty at the end of the day because. Mm-hmm. You're probably still gonna keep. I don't know. I can't. I'm not gonna try thinking of yeah, numbers. Yeah, this is math. Know. Like yeah, I was like, wait, hold deep, on. Like we're Let's done see. with the workday. Let's see. Uh, I'm done ca- with Excel. If we, ca- if we carry the four, get the fucking yeah. formula out of my face. No, <laughs> <laughs> there's not a pivot table for this. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. Like yeah, you, you the realize, portions are yeah, different. the portions are a lot different uh-huh. when it's someone. So then, at that point, is it really like? And that's the tricky part when it comes to like the concept of fifty-fifty, and it's like. Yeah, I I guess when it comes to like dates, that makes sense. But if you guys live on your own, then you guys sort of pay your own bills separately. Mm-hmm. And then like when you guys go on vacation or et cetera, like yeah. that's sort of like that's where all of those come in. But if you guys don't live together, what's 50-50? Just your dates at that yeah. point or yeah, your vacations yeah, yeah, or et cetera? Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, that's a good point. And like, yeah. ooh, like I can, s- that definitely happens in the real world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, it's just interesting to think of, like, like say there's like a hardcore feminist and she wants to carry her weight because maybe it's a pride thing, maybe it's a kindness thing, like whatever. But and then like, but then it can be become a problem, you know? Like, yeah. say you grow up and like your parents raise you to, I don't know, like you just. Even just being super cliche, like you see your dad pull out his wallet. Right. Something like that. Right. And then you're, it's just like instilled in you, like the male plays, mm-hmm. like, and that's like always like a known gender role and stuff like that. Where am I going with this? What I'm trying to say is like, say like you're in a relationship and one person wants to do something more expensive and you, or like the right. person making less like wants to mm-hmm. chip in or like pull their weight, etc. That can that could affect it because think about it this way, if like person A makes less money and person B makes more money, person A is gonna feel. This reminds me of that Friends episode. Wait, hold up. Go. The, the one where they go to like Monica's birthday and like, yeah! yeah, the half, the half that made, of the friends are like made, poor, makes more money. Yeah, uh, say hey, we should go to this expensive. Poor, like. Yeah, no, we gotta go to this specific restaurant. It's like like oh the way my bank account works uh-huh, and, and they eat like the yeah, salad like yes i'm gonna take the side salad exactly yeah, and in like, that yeah in that spirit person mm-hmm. a would feel this little to quote phoebe right yeah so then like that could be damaging to the relationship right you exactly know what i mean so but i think it's also fair and i think it's also difficult for people to have those conversations because it's like because Transparency, I, I, you, honestly. you really do, but it's. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. When you're first dating someone, it's kind of difficult because it's sort of the you don't want to come across as pushy or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But no, if you want to date whoever you are dating, you mm-hmm. kind of have to have those conversations. Yeah, but like, mm-hmm. I bet it also goes back into like how you see other people have. Their, I mean, obviously, you're not seeing the arguments or the behind the scenes of every aspects but mm-hmm. it, you do realize that if you see like a lot of i don't know i don't want to call like what's a successful marriage or whatever a relationship yeah. or whatever it is Who's but to define that, yeah. right exactly but you know meaning that like if you see like two people coexist really well okay then you kind of want to know it's like whoa like what do you guys do to like and, make it work right yeah. and and that's a fair point you know i I think we sp- I spoke about this during the perfectionist episode. Ooh. 
where we were like, yeah, I always hate when you when I watch sitcoms and and you always hear those couples like, yeah, we never argue. It's like shut the fuck up. Like you, mm-hmm. you. I mean, you definitely have you you butt heads yes. There. I mean, you're clearly bound to butt heads because you're different. And you have your own opinions. values yeah. and opinions with no one's going to agree 100% of the time mm-hmm. so in that aspect you sort of see like where you where you want to land so it, I think it's really interesting when you see people that have different values or opinions and mm-hmm. sort of like work well sort of like how is that possible yeah it's like Mm, what kind of magic you got over yeah. there? Uh, oh, there was this one thing. I, so I was reading this article about like why you shouldn't date someone who isn't your type. Ooh, so, do tell, tell so, me it all. So, and and I only took this one paragraph because it was the one thing that sort of relates to this, where okay. it says like we all carry the roles we play out in our family mm-hmm. into our relationships. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if your family is very argumentative, you might as well. Or you, you might want to be the mediator or the pleaser. Mm-hmm. So not saying like you're the one who's going to argue, but if you always see people arguing, you want to be the solution. Yeah. So yes. so so now you want to be the comforter to like everyone else. Ooh, and wait, backing up. What was the title of this article? Why you shouldn't? Yeah, I'll send it to you. So I have you ever used Pocket? I have not. So Pocket is a is an app where you can save articles. Oh. So if I. If I'm being honest, why don't you just save it to your reading list on Safari? <laughs> well, the thing is that, no, because the thing is that it loads to your, it loads on the app. Uh, so, like, so, like, for example, let's say you're on the train. Because uh, yeah, most yeah, people yeah. tend to read uh-huh, on the train. PDF, okay. Yeah, right. Gotcha, gotcha. So, like, hey, let me go to Safari. It's like, oh, it doesn't no load. Yeah, okay. exactly. Okay, fair, fair, fair. I like so, this. I like this. So, it loads the entire article. It takes away all the ads. <laughs> Bless. We're going to advertise it. Forget our industry. Yeah, yeah. Fuck the ads. <laughs> you, Don't place anything on me. Right. You, you get none of the ads, and it's just straight up, like, it's pretty much a PDF version, but it's saved on your phone. Yeah. So, you get to read it whenever you want. Mm-hmm. Um, I can. I think it was the Atlantic where this was originally from. I'm mm-hmm. not sure, but I don't know. I I always love reading articles about dating, and that specific part really was interesting because I guess that makes sense because that sort of it does sort of align. Oh, I use another media like <laughs> align. I, I, I hate you. I, I, I align with this. Yeah, I approve. Uh-huh. Send that MAF. No, uh, get out. <laughs> <laughs> no, but th- I think that makes sense because there was a lot of times when I saw my, and and I think my parents did their best to not show their arguments, but it was kind of hard not to when you're the only child and you sort For of sure. like, it, I didn't see any arguments, but you can hear through the doors and mm-hmm. etc. So, mm-hmm. um, and that I think that makes sense because a lot of the times, I realized that like even when. I was dating someone, it was more like, oh shit, how do I limit the arguments here? It's like, mm-hmm. where do I, like, you know, you don't want to. I, I remember one time, it was like so dumb. Like, we, it was this person I was dating before. Yeah. Uh, I'll use her, oh, she's she's coming into season three. It's like, her nickname was Upper West Side on, on different podcast oh, cute, episodes. Cute. Yeah. Okay. So we were, we were like having chips on her bed, mm-hmm. and I spilled it. And I remember she's like, dude, what the fuck? And I was like, oh, shit, I fuck things up. I, like, I, uh-huh. Something as simple as, like, yeah. dropping like chips. Yeah, but, uh-huh. like, I took that as, like, oh, no. I, Conflict. Yeah. yeah like, Ooh, right. Conflict exactly. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. And it wasn't a big deal, but I internally took it 
I took it more personally that I didn't have to. It's like, it's just chips. You just, you know, you put them back in the bag or you, like, whatever. It's sort of like, I know. But, yeah. That's interesting because, like, okay, you're coming from a background where there have been arguments, right? And I'm Mm -hmm. coming from a background where there really hasn't been. And I know what conflict conflict looks like looks like in relationships more <laughs> more salt to crawl yeah. <laughs> but at the same time like I would get extra sensitive about it too not because of the reason you are yeah like I would take it personally that the like my um, love interest or whatever like would be like what the fuck and I would take it personally because I'd be like it's almost in the fact of like why can't you be more understanding type yeah. thing like that's interesting. Well, I think it makes sense. There's no perfect solution for arguments or disagreements mm-hmm. or whatever whatever you want to call them. Because even if you were in a household that there were arguments, it's sort of like, oh, well, I guess I don't want that. But then if you weren't in a household where there weren't any arguments, you had no reference to go based off of. So how do people deal with arguments? I don't see them anywhere. So there's That's like true. no... There's no perfect solution for any of that. I know. And it's like, I don't know about you, but like, (laughs) everyone has issues like dealing with conflict in general, whether it's between like friendships and like relationships. Do you think like you learned how to moderate conflict because of your parents or in another like channel of your life? Because I actually learned how to just deal with conflict throughout like, um, butting heads with friends even just like regular high school girl drama mm-hmm. or high school level girl drama it's just like so interesting because when I would be when I would encounter arguments like that like I couldn't know how to figure it out like I just sat there and I took it <laughs> like it's like so gross like I mean everyone if I'm gonna pull out the word like everyone gets bullied in school yeah here and there in some way shape or form but like I just sit, sit, sat there and took it because I never knew how to fight back and like if you don't know how to fight back from your parents then you don't know how to fight back like against like peers and then on another level like how do you fight back when it comes to standing up for yourself in a relationship in a right. romantic setting yeah that's the Honestly, if I'm being like transparent, I didn't really learn how to deal with arguments until I started going to therapy. Mm-hmm. My my definition of conflict resolution was conflict avoidance. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So I felt like if I didn't deal with this, like, definitely not like, the right answer. Look at that! I definitely dealt with that. And I remember she was like, <laughs> "You're so proud that you yeah. ran away." Woo! So you, I did not. I did not deal with that. It's like, and I remember she was like, "That that's not a solution." It's yeah, like, what do you mean? Not. We're not arguing anymore. Yeah, because you avoid it. It's like, yeah, right. But we. So yeah. So uh-huh. I, I think a lot of the points is, and I think about that now, and sort of trying to even. I don't have conflicts with my therapist as much, but it's like, but no, there's like times where like I didn't really know how to deal with conflict, especially just sort of, uh, there's definitely a topic I want to do at some point, which is like boundaries and realizing, realizing if you don't set those, it's kind of hard to have, like, I'm not saying like if you have boundaries, you won't have arguments because that's not like a realistic perspective yeah but you're but able you're, yeah you regulate. will be able to have more 
authentic and straight up conversations mm-hmm. to the point where it's like, yeah, you know, I understand you're going through this and I still feel this way. And yeah. like that, that's a healthier conversation than saying like, no, you should do this or do that. It's like, oh, I'm not doing that. It's like, wait, what? It's like, so if you don't set your boundaries, that's where you sort of then lead to this um, rabbit hole of not saying arguments per se, but like it's not going to be a healthy long-term relationship. And that that's not even... Right. And, and this could lead into anywhere. This could lead at work too, where like it's like, hey, you know... Like, yeah, I don't know. There's so many examples I could give from no, work, you're but, fine, but, like, but no, it's true though. Like, if, if even at work, if you feel like, hey, I feel like I'm doing the bulk of the load here, and you feel like, yeah, I feel like I'm not doing much, and that's where oh. sort of you have to learn. It, one of the things I've had to learn, you know, in at least more now since working in agencies, is like the whole managing up perspective, okay. where you feel like, yeah, I gotta do all of this. Like, no, you don't. You can say like, hey, I feel like I'm overworked and I'm doing this. It's like, you can say that? <laughs> no, but you you don't realize that until someone, especially uh, someone who's higher up, tells you, or sort of like sets the Tell example. It's like, hey, yeah, like if you feel like you're doing too much, it's fine. It's like, what? Oh, I thought I'm supposed to be stressed out all the time and have no. to do all the work. Oh and it's like, gosh. but you, if you don't have that open communication, that's where, like, shit is bound to hit the fan. Now, like, when you're setting boundaries, so, like, just to be clear on what you mean, like, boundaries as in... You could talk about work or I think they go anywhere. Like, no, I'm but, talking yeah. in a relationship. Yeah. Like, boundaries as in setting boundaries of what, for example, you can talk about or, like, how far you can go as far as emotions. So I think one of I'm the boun- one of the boundaries I w- would like to set whenever I get into a relationship mm-hmm. is that, and I've spoken about this candidly, is I deal with depression a lot, and I'm not the best at. No, I've gotten better at handling it per se, sure. but I would say like my boundary is I don't want that whoever that person is, her, is to, you're not my therapist. Like, mm. I'm not going to come to you. And I'm yeah, not saying like, she's I, not going to fix you type Right, thing. yeah. And I'm not saying, like, I won't talk about it with you, but mm-hmm. it's up to you if you want to. Like, I'm, I, if you want to understand more mm. about it, you're more than welcome to. But also do understand I'm probably not going to open up entirely right away and that's mm. sort of like the boundary that you set was like hey i'm not okay. going to be fully comfortable with this so now mean, mm-hmm. but i'd like to eventually get there so you mean like boundaries on like topics parts of yourself that yeah. you can mm-hmm. open up okay yeah. that makes sense but like everyone has their own level of what their boundary is that's my main one because it's something i feel really passionate and also really difficult to talk about mm-hmm. and i feel like if i'm going to like a shitty mood yeah. and they're like the fuck's fuck's yeah, yeah exactly and I don't say anything uh-huh. that's not really setting and like if I'm able to have that conversation like hey I'm going through this right now I'm not really comfortable talking about it it's not a you issue it's more like what I'm going through mm-hmm. once I'm through the funk I feel a little bit better to have this conversation yeah. so that's what I mean it's sort of like that That would be my example of my boundary yeah my boundary yeah yeah see okay it's kind of like, oh my gosh, this is like such a deep conversation, like just like podcast podcast feedback, like it's kind of hard to follow like our train of thought. What am I trying to get out here? Why did I ask you that question? 
So like, because you were you were confused with what boundaries meant. Yeah, but I was <laughs> like, going I guess like relationship-wise, yeah. So when it comes to boundaries, do you think like, okay, for example, like depression is an emotional boundary for you? I think physical too. There's a lot of hell yeah, like mm-hmm. if, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> but like I mean, like if like let's say for example, someone is really iffy about kissing someone on the first day, mm-hmm. and you say that it's like. There may be someone's like, oh, okay, well, that's their boundary. But like some people would be like, oh, oh she's just saying that. It's like, no, I'm serious. I don't I'm serious. Yeah, I yeah. So that. right, like I don't like kissing on. Like I'm uh-huh. giving a specific example of like a boundary that you would set like physically as well. And I guess that's the rabbit hole where you can go with whatever you want. Ooh, okay, yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay, but I guess what I'm really trying to say is like, do you think you're, oh, God, and this is like. I'm gonna try to be very careful with my wording here, and I want you to correct me, because I, you know, I don't mean this in a, any offensive way, but like, when it comes to depression, do you think your boundary was set by that? Because I'm just, how do I say this nicer? Um, just say what you want. I okay. Want, just say what you want. Okay. Yeah. Free, free spirit. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> do you think your boundary was set by that? Because of, for example, it could be affected by like your emotional openness with your parents or how emotionally open your parents were with each other. Ooh, this is therapy. I, <laughs> okay, my ther- I'll send this to my therapist later. No, uh, no, 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 it's true though. I, no, <laughs> no I, I will say that that's definitely part of it. I never really spoke about this a lot with any of my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like my... My dad wasn't the most emotionally available person. Mm -hmm. So that's sort of like where I got this whole, uh, you know, and I feel like that's also a lot that's taught to men is like not to show emotions and Mm -hmm. et cetera. So I sort of learned not to be emotionally available at all. Mm -hmm. My mom was obviously the complete opposite. She was the more nurturing person and always wanting to know things. But I felt like, and I think it was more because I was a male and looked at like what my dad did and sort of felt like, okay, cool, I don't really have to open up or do whatever. And and that definitely manifested a lot, especially when first time I had to go through depression, it was sort of like, oh, I don't really, sh- I shouldn't talk about this with anyone or et cetera. Um, and honestly, it's always interesting because I feel like at least, I, I made this post and my, my friends took this really offensively, which is like, dude, it's not that serious. Oh, but okay. I told them that, like, I don't really open up to, like, my male friends as much. Oh. And then that's when my therapist was like, oh, interesting. Does that have to do with anything with your parents? I was like, like this bitch. Like she, she like, fucking she, knows. She, she, <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, it does make sense, you know, because, like, my mom was more understanding and wanting to listen. But, like, uh-huh. I just didn't really feel that comfortable having wanting to talk about like how their divorce affected me yeah. because it's like you know i'm not trying to say like how dare you guys do yeah this? Like, it's no, not you, like a blame yeah, game yeah it's not but like you you i don't know i don't know what parents ex- like think of when they go through like their divorce and it's sort of like you know we're not doing this. like i know this not, has nothing to do with me but mm-hmm. it's uh i don't know that's the tricky part with like divorce and etc but yeah i do think that like my parents relationship with me affected how my relationship with any of my friends are now mm-hmm. like it's yeah i and not saying like i don't open up to male friends but there's a huge this 
discrepancy between how, you how I talk with like yeah. male friends compared to like women and it's just yeah mm, yeah no so I, I and yeah and that's why like when it comes to like I, I remember one time I, I think it was a couple of I think it was last year was it last year it was like a year no it was last year or two years ago I forgot mm-hmm. now um I remember I went out with someone and I sort of talked about it on a second date. Yeah, I like, earlier. I don't know why okay. the fuck I'm talking about this, but I was just, I was in therapy. I was going through like, I was like, you know what? I'm going to talk. About, I mean, and not to say like sort of like a challenge. It's like, hmm, how are you going to react to this? Yeah, just curious. But yeah, and I was like, I don't General know. I, I was going through like my my emotions and etc. Like mm-hmm. my Drake mood. Uh, <laughs> Stop. <laughs> and I was like, you know, like I was in, in my feelings and etc. Uh-huh. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to like say this. Shoot it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, they were actually really, it's like, oh, tell me more. I was like, what? Like wow, I wasn't expecting. So nice. Yeah, so it that's sort of like how that manifested. Like even with friends, I'm not that a hundred percent candid. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a couple of friends where I can have that conversation, mm-hmm. and it's because they also go through it. So yeah. for me, it's easier. It's like, oh, you go through this too. It's like, oh my god, I can have this yeah, uh-huh. honest opinion, and no one's gonna judge here because we all have our own shit. But like, it's easier Absolutely. when someone goes through the same shit you go through. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, someone relates right right I don't know if that answers, answers the question but I kind of forget the question I'm not you were asking me about like depression and yeah and then yeah. if your parents your rela- emotional relationship with your parents slash between your parents I, I don't think it did but it did affect my emotional relationship with everyone else mm-hmm. like that definitely I did an episode about like almost like your boundary to talk about depression with anyone yes, else. anyone yeah. in general right maybe not in a romantic setting but in no, general but in general yeah so that mm-hmm. definitely played a factor more and do you think like if your dad was a more emotionally open person that would affect like how you would talk about it with your male friends for sure I think so yeah. I think that's that's kind obvious. of like a given type thing yeah correlation yeah i mean yeah i'm maybe not a hundred percent but i think it would have been a little bit easier to maybe not open up to every person but Mm -hmm. at least be a little bit more willing to i don't know it's like okay cool well and even like thinking like opposite way like what if your mom was like more like less emotionally available right yeah would you see like i guess like your ability to open up to women yeah yeah. Oh, that is a good point too. You See? know, that all. I mean, like that's yeah. kind of like almost common sense, but yeah, in the same way. But think about it this way: like I've dated someone who their parents were both emotional. Ooh, okay. So, so he was could, really was he really empathetic? And he was. Oh, he was probably tired of it. No, I'm joking. No, nah, what I'm trying to say is he was the most, and I'm this isn't a negative term. He was the most emotional guy I've ever talk to just so open with his feelings and experiences and like expressing how he's gotten through them and like helping me through my emotional relationships so that's like another thing to think about like think about it this way okay so I don't know if you know this fact but like I I just always think about this (laughs) ever since I learned it in like freaking from Twitter in like middle school right twitter, twitter is great twitter is just knowledge yeah it <laughs> a is. lot of my knowledge is from twitter just kidding i don't really know <laughs> that for a fact it's okay anyway i read this fact where like something along the lines of like women are more emotional and talk more because um their brain works something it's like 
I think I've seen. Yeah, like the left side of your brain or one side of your Mm. brain is works on emotions and the other one like delivers actions. Yeah. And like males, theirs can't work like as well and more efficiently as ours can. Don't quote me on that. No one quote me on that. Don't you hate me. You are being quoted. <laughs> Neurosciences are going to come on. But like, like, do you get what I'm saying? Like no, I get the it. brains function differently when trying to deliver and interpret emotions between the genders. Well, it also makes sense because you're probably not having to use them as much. That too. Yeah. And even just like the way like your brain is like strengthened and trained. Where am I going with this? But you're also taught early on. Exactly. To do that's that. what I'm trying. You're. I was listening to this podcast, Hidden Brain, and they were doing an episode about gender mm-hmm. and how, like, from an early age, you're I just, I, I, I hate our music marketing, but it's so true. Fine. Just, just look at how, just do it. look at how kids are marketed from an early age, mm-hmm. like action toys, you know, mm-hmm. like you're supposed to be like, this, you know, whatever, like, masculine type person. And then, like, girls, they all their commercials are like you know like you have to take care of this and sort mm-hmm. of like it's all or like, even like having the cooking stuff right exactly like I'm really going yeah, extreme the, yep exactly <laughs> but it's so true look at Barbie yeah. and easy bake e- easy, easy bake oven you, yeah <laughs> do this and like take care of this baby because mm. you that's your job your job is to like do this and you're you're sort of fucked from like the early age because this is so yeah, true yeah but I think where I was trying to go with that is... Sorry, I went on tangent. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to recollect. It's okay. Is like, um, if your parents are both emotional, like say like they have a more, mm-hmm. quote, like female brain where they're able to deliver more efficiently, like emotions more efficiently, then like obviously like for example, the male is, becomes almost like an outlier out of the male population and then... He can connect with, say, for example, to be blunt, like more girls than an average guy would. Right. You know what I mean? So that's interesting about, like, on a scientific level, Mm -hmm. about how, like, the way your brain is basically, like, nourished by your parents. It is. To be physically and, like, literally scientifically formed to work a certain way so it's like I mean like obviously emotions are like scientific too but like literally like when it comes to that I mean you're molded by them from obviously birth yeah Yeah, you're you're you spend so much time with your parents they sort of dictate how you're going to and 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 it's always interesting because I feel like it it really does you're I've read articles where it's like, oh, you know, like, you know, as a parent, you don't really play a huge factor, but they, you kind of do emotionally in a sense. Like, mm-hmm. if it's only one parent, that's a completely different dynamic than they have to play two roles. And mm. it's, see, this, it's, yeah, there's so many different perspectives on how your parents, I don't want to say dictate, but they're, however they, it is they raise you is going to trickle down one way or another. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, oh, so what I was like talking about before from the article, mm-hmm. uh, or at least the quote from that specific article, what I found really weird was the tail end of that sentence or paragraph was that if you grew up around an argumentative, household mm-hmm. you would want to be the person that's uh like the i don't want to say fixer 
per yeah. se. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. the idea is, so this is the rest of it. It mm -hmm. says, while those are totally natural traits to have, they may affect who you choose to partner with. You may find yourself attracted to argumentative, strong personality types mm -hmm. because Sounds it's, like a horoscope. <laughs> it really does. It is. This is like this is a from Sanctuary app. It's like oh I'm Scorpio. And like no, it's not. But it kind of is because it makes sense if you sort of. Did you not have it on? Okay. Okay. Now we're good. Sorry, <laughs> I just attached my mic. But you were nearby usually. It's good enough. Do you, you know? Do you wanna, yeah. No. Okay. We'll just go with it. I think it's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but. No, it, yeah. It, it, at the end of the day, it's... And so that would be like the parent's perspective. Uh, oh, and then there was something else that I had from... It was from evolutionary psychology. Ooh, okay. Deep in. Demon, Yes. <laughs> so it says people go for what they're attracted to. So men are attracted to... I, and I was talking about this with Graham earlier. Ooh, okay, go. So go. it says like men are attracted to looks because... Oh, because technically, you know, whatever, like, for example, let's say, like, body type mm -hmm. means they're more fertile. What? Is that, like, engraved in the male brain? Yes. I'm disgusted. Did you never know that? No. Yes. Shoot, like, girl. boobs play a huge factor in terms of fertility. Did you never know that? Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> I hope nobody heard that. Or hips or etc. Like I, I that's oh a my God. Yeah. But yeah, and and yeah, no. And then it does also like and then this is when like with evolutionary psychology is done that same thing like with women. They rather have like someone who's like uh let's say like a Jason Lamola type. You know, know Aquaman. Oh, okay. Yeah, like big okay. beard, you know, tall, okay. like muscular. Husky. Yes. Yeah, and it comes from like how we evolved. That's mm -hmm. how like and it's and that's not saying that's the end all be all, but it mm -hmm. is interesting to look at how people then approach dating mm -hmm. because of and not saying like that's accurate or to the point, but it sort of lends to the you know depending on your perspective of evolution and you know etc it's like that makes sense because that's sort of like how you're ingrained from a specific point of view and then you look at Hollywood or media and sort of like women and Not men are it, yeah. depicted this way mm -hmm. so it's sort of like oh shit I don't have a six pack or etc so mm -hmm. or like I'm not tall muscular and sort of like the same thing with women it's like you know oh I don't look like Kim K or whatever it is it's like mm -hmm. you then have this perspective it's like oh I'm not good enough or because yeah you're not yeah because psychology like the definition of like a eligible bachelor or bachelorette right. exactly like, hmm. mm -hmm. see when you were first bringing this up you were talking about like what's attractive right right but like I was thinking about it from almost I mean like from a different perspective period yeah emotionally Mentally. yeah like, I think that's also too yeah now think of it of it this way like and just to be like plain Jane about it for example like my dad set the standards for males to be strong to carry the household mm -hmm. etc I mean like we mentioned that my mom's like the breadwinner but he manages the money pretty much right. like at least 90% from what I understand right but like now we're oh my God, my dad. so like I guess when I meet a, if I would meet a man who's 
I'm like, oh, I don't like to compare. Oh, geez. I'm just thinking my man right now is kind of like my dad. Ew. What well, is happening? Look, I, if there's one In thing. In a good way, because I love my dad. Well, Sorry, honey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sending him this shit now. Oh, my God. I but no, that's. And honestly, I, I think in a emotional or, or logical perspective, mm-hmm. you kind of do want someone to reflect your parents if you actually... Admire them. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you're not saying, like, uh, I think, like, physically probably be a bit weird, but, like, no, I think... Yeah, that would be weird. Right, that would be a stop. Yeah, that's it. Okay, uh, that, no, uh, but, like, yeah, if someone is caring and, you know, and et cetera, you would... You know, ideally, that those are good traits. You would mm. want those traits in a partner as well. And I think, and, and I think that also goes back to like, sort of like evolutionary psychology, and not mm. in that perspective, but can they provide? Yeah, in a way, yeah. Mm. Sort of like you, if you were raised in this mindset where your parents were a specific way, you would kind of hope that then that translates to your relationship if it was a positive perspective, or or and even it was if it was negative, it's sort of what positives can they take off? It's like, you know what? They may have been this. was like, you know, they were at least A, B, and C. True. But, like, think about it this way. Like, say I fall in love with a guy who, for example, if we're getting really technical, like, makes less money than me. Right. Or doesn't make... Yeah, period. Like, then, like, what if I fall in... God, if I'm really gonna... I can't believe I'm gonna bring this up right now. okay. Damn. Safe I watched... I binge watched... space. Love is blind. Damn it! I have not watched the <laughs> shit. God, I know. Probably by the makes... time this is probably by the time this is aired, I would have watched it already. Just watch it. It's yeah. interesting since you have, like, yeah. you know, like this medium. Anyway, so like it's based on emotional connection, and like say I make a relationship with someone, a deep emotional connection with someone, and then I find out like this factor of, um, say like a manly trait of managing money mm-hmm. comes a play comes to play in it because like if this guy makes like um less than my salary then of course like i'm gonna be the one to manage the money how would that affect our um compatibility Dynamics, right would i feel like i'm like putting him down would he feel demasculated would i feel um like my partner isn't equal to me would i feel like i'm carrying all the weight like what kind of problems would that bring to the relationship? It's so interesting. And, like, I'm not in that situation now because um, I'm not. But... <laughs> and I just, like... You know, like, because I just... I don't know. Like, but if I'm being, like, super transparent here, like, before I ever started dating this guy, like, obviously I went to other places and, like, and I'm not, how do I say, immune to the fact that, like, I'm affected by superficial factors of, like, the materialistic world. So, for example, if I went to, like, um, uh, like McDonald's and I saw this right. guy who was cute, like, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm less willing to go for him because he makes less money than me. Like, mm-hmm. But, like, that's sad. Isn't that sad, like, society, like, raises us that way? Well, I think it's also because we live in a capitalistic world where, yeah, like, it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of hard not to think of financials Mm -hmm. when it comes to dating and relationships. It's easy where, sort of, if, 
and, and and I've heard this before where when we're talking about like the whole splitting the bill thing, mm-hmm. right? Oh, where, this is one of my favorite topics. Actually, ask yeah. Graham about this. Okay. Graham's in this podcast. <laughs> he is like, damn, Graham, you're just getting thrown. No, uh-huh. uh, no, but it's... <laughs> 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 no, but no. So like one of the things I remember at... I, I was teaching last year. And I remember we, we had this topic where someone was like, hey, so let's talk about like weirdest first dates or like shitty first dates and a lot of people had said like yeah you know it's kind of weird like the guy didn't like well this was different it wasn't that they asked to split the bill okay where it was like the man said hey can we split the bill? Okay. So the man initiated the split. Yes. Okay. And okay. I feel like that's a different perspective it is. than if it's like the woman says, hey, do you mind splitting the bill? And it's like, yeah, I don't really, I'm fine either way. No, but, but some men can be offended by that. Yeah. That's, that's a whole other topic. Whoa, whoa, are you trying and to say that? this I, with Graham. Are you trying to say that I don't? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but go on. No, and yeah, it's yeah. Financials are a huge perspective. It's like the older you get, like obviously when you're like a teenager, like no one worries about money because you guys are in high school and you yeah. probably just have like whatever freaking allowance. Yeah, or, like, allowance. Job. Exactly. So yeah. like that doesn't play a factor. But like the older you get, especially once you hit your mid twenties and you have a career, you kind of want the other person to have a career as well. But like you're, yeah, it. it goes downhill and I'm not saying like it's a I think it's a fair thing to want yeah. but I'm not saying that even, you, you you shouldn't date someone who's so and so or yeah. like doesn't make this amount of money and I'm not saying that either I'm saying no, no, it's a bad thing that like that's my point like I'm saying that society like has trained us women men etc to like like society plays I mean sorry what I'm trying Salary plays a factor. <laughs> society and salary. And, yeah, and salary. <laughs> like, and, okay, backtracking to, like, my own parents, like, jeez, it's, like, so personal. Ooh, I, I mean, like. You say what you want. You yeah, I, I mean, it's pretty evident, like, my mom makes more money than my dad. I already said that. She's yeah, the breadwinner. But, like, like, I'm not going to lie, like. Society has still played a role in where, like, I kind of feel, like, comfortable that, like, the man, if a man would make more than me. Like, I would be like, oh, that's, like, kind of expected. But at the same time, if I made more than the man, then I'm not going to What are you doing? (laughs) I would still be, like, I would, I could be a little confused or at least, like, a little concerned about what weight this would put on our relationship. You know? Well, I guess it really depends on, like, what where they are in there. Like, because, you know, like, let's say if you make more money than someone else, but they're, like, in grad school preparing for, like, their doctor or whatever. Yeah. It's like, yeah. That could be a part of you it. Know, that, mm-hmm. You know, like, it, that, it, there's, so many, there's so many variables. See, I'm it, thinking about, like, if we're, like, five years married and yeah. he will and consistently make less money than me. Mm, See, I wonder, like, how that would... I, put a, I, uh, if that would put a strain and like how yeah. we would manage that strain you know what it'll get worse once you guys have kids cause it's like he's like hey so I make more money so you should be the stay at home dad it's like then that's gonna be really interesting because Actually, and that's what my dad did like right and I'm, so, and I'm not like I'm not I shitting on it either yeah. no I'm You're not shitting on it either, either but that's where I don't think that's a big deal but 
other it's, people. Yes, exactly. It's Could. the other people. It's like, oh, well, you're the man. You should be, you know, she mm-hmm. should be the one staying at home and doing this and whatever mm-hmm. it is. And it's like, eh, what? Like, yeah. Like, no. Like, once you realize that finance, obviously finances play a factor no matter if you're dating or no, in a relationship, yeah. especially marriage. I yeah. think, and that's another topic that can huge rabbit hole because we're not married so we don't Uh have to worry about that but uh no and i think about that with like friends too because like Mm. friends is such an interesting perspective where i have (laughs) i always joke like i have friends that are married friends that are engaged friends that are divorced and friends that are like single and like there's like and you get different you know and i i don't want to say like my friends play a huge factor in my perspective as much because i've pretty much feel like I've made my own choices. Yeah, you know your own point. values. Yeah. Uh-huh. But it, it is difficult when you're like the single friend of the group and it's kind of hard not to... Let them kind no. of sway your opinion? No, I don't. Saying? I won't okay. say sway as much as like, oh, I'm going to be a dick right now. Like when I say something uh, that's sort of... Okay, okay. That's sort of... Not like, aligned. I, yeah, well, yeah, not aligned. aligned. Not aligned with their, <laughs> their views of life. With their proposal. Right, but no, and and... It's it's a fair question. One of I don't remember if I've mentioned this before on an episode, but um, my oh it was uh it was what was it? oh it was Friendsgiving a couple of years ago. I don't care if they hear this conversation, but I, I'm not gonna say names. But you know who you are. But so we we had Friendsgiving, and I remember someone was asking. And I've had I just realized I've had spoken about this before. So they were one of my friends they were like hey so like what are your thoughts on kids and I was like I don't really have to think about that shit because I'm single mm-hmm. and it's weird when you're like in a pretty much like in a group of friends who are either in relationships engaged or married and it's yeah. like I really have to I don't give a shit about it. like one I don't want kids and two it's not like I it doesn't really matter because I don't have to have this conversation. Mm-hmm. But you guys do. What are your thoughts on this now? And Damn. sort of, and I, I, I didn't approach it that way because I was trying to be like more civil. Yeah, civil. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, if I wanted to, if I had enough drinks, I probably would have been like, "Well, I don't give a shit." Like, yeah. What are your thoughts on kids? That's that's something. Let's bring the relationship people and let's have no. no but it's it. it's yeah, and 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 it's always interesting because like even when you see. I, I really enjoy when I see friends that are either on like long term relationships or like have been married for like a couple of years and they're doing all the shit they want to do now before they have kids mm-hmm. and it's like yeah that's sort of like the millennial or Gen Z or whatever oh for it's sure like, yeah, the we're, mindset we're, we're not in no fucking rush to have kids we'll have we'll be married for three four years before we have kids because mm-hmm. if you get married earlier then there's no immediate rush there's uh-huh. no immediate rush because. Obviously, women can have kids later than yeah, they could have. Like, yeah, fertility fertility is a lot different than mm-hmm. it was 30, 40 years ago. So if you're married at like 26, 27, you still have a kid that's at 31. Mm-hmm. Obviously, hopefully you guys are still together. But like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's like if you guys have decided to have this long-term relationship, it's not the same where you feel like even if you look i don't know when your parents had you because i know you said you're the youngest you're the oldest sorry you're the oldest so it's different like when you're like oh you know you have to have kids as soon as you're married or you know you're 25 how come you haven't done this or this and you see it and i was like i mean i'm not Mm -hmm. i'm not doing any of that shit because i don't want to but yeah i i still think that 
I won't say friends. I, I think friends just give you more of the pressure of you don't want to be the only single friend. It's literally social pressure. Like it is social pressure. pressure. Yeah. It's, like, it's oh. different than parent pressure. Oh, it is. I, I think because like at that point you're sort of. I guess it depends on like what I, I don't. I don't know. For me, I never really felt the pressure of whatever. I never from like my mom, but mm-hmm. I feel like obviously other people have like their own perspectives of like, hey, you should be in. But it's like I should be whatever the fuck I want. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like great to have that mentality where your parents weren't the pressured ones as much as everyone else's. So oh, that's okay. also where it comes into like the factor of I, I guess like my mom never or like parents never felt like the pressure of like you should do this this and this like do what makes you happy and i was like mm-hmm. i don't like this because that's good right seriously yeah wow that's like interesting to think about because like you know like it's like an old tale like where moms are like oh my god why aren't you married yet why didn't you yeah cuffed a man yeah where are my grandkids type shit <laughs> Right. That's interesting. But see, it's also like different because you're like the oldest. Yeah, so, I set the standard. Yes, exactly. And my sisters haven't been in like any like major serious relationships. And honestly, I haven't either. Like, mm-hmm. this is only like my second boyfriend. Okay. And I'm that's freaking cool. 23 years old. And I don't care. Like, I own that and I literally am happy it worked out this way because right. I wasn't ready before adulthood. And honestly, it's, <laughs> I think it's funner to be in a relationship when you're an adult because it's just more like. Like more freedom, more privacy, more like everything you could want. Yeah, like it, right it, now we have like as like millennials, like mm-hmm. we have the world at our fingertips type shit, you know. Well, no, it's not the same thing when you're like a teenager and you have to have dates at your parents' place. Yeah, abide by the rules. Like, home yeah, by 11, right, exactly. Like I don't know. It's just like, interesting. You guys need to have a movie night at the house. <laughs> <sort of> like, <laughs> you sort of have like a chaperone during your date. On another topic, like I'm really like obviously thinking about my parents relationship and just even though they may not be they're traditional but also not they just work like so cohesively together and i'm just thinking of like that's the goal as a teammate yeah yeah exactly and i I think of other relationships that i see around me and it's very much like push and pull Mm. where they're pooling together and all I'm really trying to say is like that's what I want for whatever relationship I end up with, and I'm, a, I'm, I think assuming, I'm assuming not the push and pull. No, 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 no. the pull together. Yeah, the pull <laughs> together, and I, I don't know. I think it's working out pretty well with my current one, but it's just like it's sad to think that like other people out there, and again, like I'm feeling feeling very blessed again. That, like, my parents set a good example of what, like, a healthy relationship should look like. Like, you carry each other's weight. You do this and that. Whereas, like, other relationship, it's like, oh, conflict like this is normal. And it is normal to An a degree yeah. of, between, like, relationships of humans. But, like, levels of toxicity could p- come into play. And, like, oh, my God, I read this freaking quote on Instagram. I just love getting all my knowledge from social media. Like, it's the best. No, no, it's And not it was really. something, like, literally, like, this generation, along the lines of this generation will teach you that cheating is okay. It's no, a normal part of a relationship. Ooh. And, like, 
Like, what if your parents what taught you that? The fuck? Through their relationship. And that's sad to say that maybe, like, some people out there are affected by that. I don't know. It's just a lot of weight is pulled. A lot of weight is pulled. Just, like, mindset and how you behave. And, like, on that note, like, love languages. Ooh, yes. Ooh. What's yours? Oh, I love talking love languages. Yes. I'm Let's go on a tangent. Hardcore words of affirmation and quality time i think is my secondary mm. it's tough being like words of affirmation it could get real superficial really fast no i i think that's How my biggest issue is that words of affirmation was like towards the bottom really okay. yeah i um Mine are like tied up like mm. i think one's like a nine and one's like an eight yeah mm-hmm. so like my top was quality time mm-hmm. and i remember i was talking to a bunch of people about this, especially in the office. Uh, this office. Love the, it. Not the new office. <laughs> but Z's. No, I don't remember Z's. <laughs> but I remember Dan. I was telling Dan. I was like, hey, yeah, so... Wait, can I guess his? Oh, no, no, he didn't tell me his. Oh, okay. So I was talking about mine. Okay. And he was, like, in the convo. And I was like, yeah, I, I just realized that words affirmation is, like, the... Like, like the lowest one. Uh-huh. And he was like, yeah, that makes sense. It's like whoa, what the fuck does that mean? Because I remember I was like, yeah, I remember I told you, hey, great job on this. And you were like, shrug, okay, whatever. Because <laughs> like, for me, oh I was like, God. yeah, it's my job. I got to do this. Uh-huh. And like, I, I don't take, I don't know. Like, I feel like if it's something I feel like I have to do, I don't think it's a big deal. Yeah. So it's more like if I go out of my way to do something and then you like say, like, hey, thanks. It's like, yeah, of course, you're welcome. But like, if it mm-hmm. feels like, I, I guess think of it this way. Um, think, <laughs> Go tell me. Think of relationships like a resume or, or a job application. So, Gotta so list those bullet points go right. Uh, one of the episodes I want to do. It's like I feel like dating is like interviewing. You you have really you is. have like these. It's like ah oh, yes. So tell me about your previous experience. Or, you know, mm-hmm. probably talk about that on the first day. What's date, your baggage, bitch? Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, what school did you go to? What job? Do you, you know, uh-huh. you have like these specific questions you ask because yeah. there's like some idea of what you want from a partner, and uh-huh. the idea is figuring out, hey, does this person Ooh, match yeah. this? Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I think that makes sense a lot when you're. I don't know where I went, why I went from, uh, why the fuck did I go from <laughs> love languages to the this? The train of thought, man. Yeah, the train of thought just completely lost. But, like, no, I, it, I, 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 I don't know. It gets really tricky, though, because that's why I think, like, with words of affirmation, if, like, let's say I have these expectations from a partner, I sort of then have those ex- same expectations for myself. So, like, if I feel like I'm expected to do A, B, and C, Ooh, I don't really expect you to be like, hey, you know, like, amazing job there. It's like, I I know it's sort of who I am. But, okay. like, okay. if I do something that I'm, like, I'm not really great with the emotionally available part. Okay. So, I feel like if I was really transparent with someone and I was able to open up and they were like, yeah, you know, like, I really appreciate all of that. I think that words of affirmation would play a huge oh, part okay. because... then it would move yes, up your list. Okay. Yeah, but, like, okay. if it's something like, I don't need you to say, like, you know, you're a great person or etc. I was like, I don't... Like, you know, you're just telling me things to make me feel better and that's how I see it. <sighs> that's how my boyfriend is. Yeah. <laughs> he thinks of it... And I, I, like, respect his opinion. I like he how you say, like, it, I'm going to be politically correct to you. I'm going to be, you know, I mean, like, meet him in the middle. He thinks of it as, like, it's kissing up when 
I think of it as like validation of like feelings are mutual. Mm, that's yeah. yeah. But, but what's what's your love language? Quality, quality oh, time. Wait, yeah, sorry, quality sorry. time is definitely. I think what's it's your just secondary. I forgot what it was. I think it was. Oh my God, what are the what are they now? It's physical it's touch. Physical There's touch, um, acts of service. Sending like gifts. Yeah, gift giving is definitely. Gift giving has become like like my no. definitely number three for some reason. I think if I had to choose a second one because I don't remember my Go list ahead. now, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it would probably either be physical touch. No, actually, physical touch was like towards the bottom. It was mm-hmm. actually acts of service because the thing oh, with me is, one. but the way I look at acts of service is more like the hey. I know you're like let's say I'm I'm in a relationship with someone and they had like a shitty day or busy day at work. Mm-hmm. I went out of my way to do something for them. I'm to not like yes, easier. but I'm not looking for it for validation. Okay. That's the way I think That's of it. Because like my biggest that. issue is that there's times I look at acts of service and I see the negatives of it when it comes to like codependency, Ooh. where it's like you do something because it's like That's you know negative. where it's like you know what. You're, uh, hey, I did all of this for you and I don't see any appreciation. I was like, what? Like, I didn't ask you to do any of this. And I feel like that comes from like parents as well where, you know, like they, they pretty much are acts of service. They're entire, yeah. you know, they're serving, okay. in a way serving you. Like, Definitely. You know, they're cooking, they're doing about. cleaning, they're doing all of this and mm-hmm. sort of that's their way of showing love. And then mm-hmm. like when you guys don't appreciate any of that, when I say you guys, I don't know. Yeah, that's it's just like, like a kids. Like yeah. The yeah, like, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like, wow. Mm-hmm. So I guess having to do all of this you know you should mm-hmm. do this on your own and then that's when you finally appreciate your parents and you have to do laundry for the first time oh my time. god you're and so it's like, right and it's like oh my god wait what when I got home from how, like how my much first soap semester do I have to put? <laughs> after I lived in an apartment like yeah. I was like I'll do the dishes like I'll do the dishes yeah. I feel so bad my parents had to do my dishes all my life well yeah but that's also like the funny thing where you think of it like with your parents they do all of those services mm-hmm. and it and you know what I mean, services. Yeah, no, <laughs> but, yeah. Uh-huh. And then you then realize it's because they did that because they kind of. I'm not saying had to, but mm-hmm. it, you you don't really think about it till then. You have to do it on your own, and it's like, oh shit, I kind of yeah. not regret, but sort of like I didn't appreciate it while it was there. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. Where like I'm going here is like, do you think your love languages? are reflected or like developed derived from your parents relationships i i i honestly i think so i and i think that's i I think that's why like physical touch is usually towards the bottom okay and it's just more because i i guess like it's interesting because like the perspectives from like my two parents were like my mom was overly huggy okay and then my dad wasn't so (laughs) i had this like borderline where it's like I don't know so I'm always I'm not saying like I'm iffy with hugging people Mm -hmm. but I'm always like you kind of have to earn the hug oh so what about when I hug you that's fine am I earned yes okay yes (laughs) (laughs) yes no but you know what I mean it's sort of not I well yes because yeah we work together for a bit so like we have that rapport but Uh when I first meet someone and they go for a hug it's sort of like "Eh, what What is this I don't yeah so just like comfort um, zone right so that's why like for me physical touch is usually towards the bottom but I do think that makes sense with like acts of services now because my mom was that specific way and Uh not saying like she scolded me or like made me feel bad for not appreciating but it was sort of like when I moved away and then I realized it's like yeah I you don't have to do you didn't have to do half the things that yeah. you were doing yeah, but yeah, yeah. 
And then quality time is just because I really enjoy spending time with people on a one-on-one basis, which is why I like doing a podcast because hey. sort of, <laughs> podcast is sort of like a yeah. quality time in a way because we're just two people or because it's usually two people and yeah. just no, having like, a conversation. And it's more, I guess, authentic in a way than like group settings. I see. I yeah. See. I appreciate the one-on-ones more than the group Hangouts, and not saying like I don't like group hangouts. I think they're still pretty good, but you get the real, the real, real, right. Yeah. right. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have had this entire conversation if we were like hanging out with every, yeah, at, at the bar, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I get that. Well, like I'm thinking about like there's two levels to think about this, mm-hmm. at, right? How your parents displayed their love language to you and how they displayed the love language between like each other, between right. mom and dad, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm just like. I think if I had to guess, like my dad's definitely, definitely active service, and my mom is honestly probably also active service. Yeah. And, but when they portrayed it to me, but I also see them do physical touch. I would guess that, that that's their secondary in their overall relationship. You should let them take, make them take the test this week. Like, <laughs> honestly, hey, we'll send guys, them the link. Take this test. I think please. it's so important. Like, on a note, like, Everyone, everyone who's listening, you should take this to understand yourself better and it'll help you have more successful relationships, just saying. That's and it. And then take the apology one because that one is oh, that's crazy. One. Oh. There's also there's also an apology oh. language and that one's really interesting for relationships too. Even just like friendships too, I'm sure. You know, all any, any relationship. Yeah, this isn't this is this isn't just for like Obviously, there's dating relationships, mm-hmm. but no, I think friendships. Yeah, and, just any. Like, yeah, like literally human connections. Yeah, human connections work like, mm. too. Like you deal with your colleagues forty hours a week, exactly. give or take. So those are also. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, like I was late tonight, and I was the apology so I had. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about my. Oh, I lost my wallet. I don't want to talk about it. Whatever. <laughs> But it's found anyway. The Starbucks line was a long. I'm sorry. Oh my god! No. I, I should have gotten free Starbucks. Okay, whatever. No, no, okay, 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 okay. Go, go, go. Languages. Um, oh, so yeah, but now I'm thinking like that doesn't align with mine at all. So like, think about it. Access, service, physical touch. Those are probably in the middle mm-hmm. for me, right? But it's almost like a. And I'm not saying my parents neglected me at all because I, <laughs> if I'm going to be super honest and almost like bragging, like I think they raised me to be a kick-ass fucking person. Like, yeah. I'm a great fucking person. <laughs> but like, it's almost like I craved what they didn't give me. Craved the words Ooh. of affirmation. Craved the quality time. Because yeah. like, I love my mom to death and I look at her as like an amazing, amazing power woman. Like, an idol of mine for sure number one like set the standard but we definitely didn't have enough quality time when I was younger so in that way I think that affects my dating life now where like I crave what love languages my parents didn't get me because like right now if like my boyfriend did like I mean actually like of course like I like physical touch from my boyfriend but that's like lower in the list like I would pick like for example like a um, like a nice note left in my bag or something like that. Super corny. Am I Nicholas? No, no, no. I'm laughing because <laughs> uh, one of my college friends works with me, and 
he he did one of the podcasts. Uh-huh. He did like one of the earlier ones when they were in their previous office. So mm-hmm. he was in in the office when he when I left. Mm-hmm. So I just left them a note saying like you know bye and then like a smiley face and uh-huh. I just left it and See? yeah yeah like, <laughs> I do that with my friends too yeah but uh, what was I saying oh yeah like I would pick a a cute note in my freaking planner over like a really nice hug I guess yeah and that oh, where am I going with this like that standard could have been set like on an emotional or, level or think of it this way it's like the same thing with like gift giving right because you feel like mm-hmm. gifts don't really equate to like I I personally don't think like gifts really matter I think like when gifts come out of the way where it's like honestly I love a card any day over same. a gift you know like because people don't really like send, I mean I'm not saying like I'm not <laughs> I don't want to say like I won't take a gift, but you know what I mean. It's sort of, yeah, it's more it, it, you know, like someone personal. taking someone taking their time to like legit write a letter or what it is. I remember my friend was like, "Hey, can you like send me a postcard from?" I think I went to Toronto. Okay, was it Toronto? It was like one of the cities six, I six, went six. to. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're the second person to have said that on the podcast. No, I'm but yeah, so sorry. no, 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 you're good. no, 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 you're good. So, and I remember I was like, "Hey, so." Do you want me to like get you? I, I always think of like souvenirs. It's like, no, just like a postcard. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I feel like if I'm gonna send you a postcard, I can't just send it like empty. I have to like legit write, you know, a note. Oh, yeah. And then like. And how deep did you get there? I, I don't say I went too curiosity. deep. But I, one of the things I was saying, like, you know, it's kind of a. So I said, like, yeah, I'm writing this from a different country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was saying, like, you know, one of the things we always said, we always wanted to go on a trip together. So it'd be, like, a cool way of saying, like, next time we'll have to, like, we, yeah. I don't, I wouldn't have to send you a, a postcard. You'd uh-huh. be there with me to enjoy it. So, yeah. you oh, know, so, see, yeah. Nice. So, yeah, something like that, I feel like, trumps any, like, gift because... Mm-hmm. Like a materialistic Yeah, like, something. yeah, it's like, hey, here's... Or, like, for example, um, it's not really a gift per se, but, like, cool. Like, you made sure we had alcohol. (laughs) Yeah, that's an act of service. Yeah, exactly. Uh So, yeah, something as simple as that, like, those factors are, like, those are, like, the smaller things. Because you're not doing it because you feel like you have to. It's because you want to. And I feel like that's where the love languages come in, where there's a difference between feeling obligated to do something and doing something because you... Want to. want to make them happy mm-hmm. without the reciprocation of I mean it'd be nice to but like you're not you're doing it because you love them and not because you want love from them mm-hmm. oh, oh shit shoot oh Damn. my god Clotha you're doing yeah. it because you love them not because Wait, what'd you say? <laughs> I even forgot that. No, I, oh, man. No, I was saying because... I'm saying you're doing it because you love them, not because you want... You know, you want to receive that love. Which mm-hmm. is... I guess that's... Oh, shit. I just figured I got out what chilled the love, again. I just realized I what the love languages again. are. Look at that. We're just solving issues wow, here. that's yeah. a definition of a love language. It probably is. You're so it, right. Yeah. Wow. No, for real. Like, I don't know. And kind of in this this is a little topic or not but in a vein like I'm thinking of like how my dad has practiced like acts of service to me so I know how to practice an act of service and if I had to guess I would guess like my boyfriend's love language is like acts of service because that's how he like portrays it to me and quality time I think he's Mm -hmm. quality time hardcore because we spend like long long days together which I love 
You should make him take the test. <laughs> I want to know. I want to make him. Maybe like, you know, <laughs> it's going to happen. Right. We'll see if he listens to this. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, what I'm trying to say is like, think about it this way. If your parents never taught you how to express love in X way, would you be able to be compatible with as many people as you could? You know what I mean? Mm. Like, what if your parents only taught you the way of love was to show it through sending gifts? Well, see, I think that's an issue. Spoiling because, them. Well, yeah, because then that's all you're going to want from a partner. Exactly. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I mean, no, I it mean is. it's a given, but you're... like it's sad, kind of crazy to think, you know? Well, it's sort of like what we've been talking about this entire time is like how, you know, like the whole idea is how you grow up or how you're raised really mm-hmm. affects your perspective it trickles down no matter what like yeah you can't help it you really can't and like even if like for people that weren't raised by their parents let's say they were raised mm-hmm. by like their grandparents or uncles or you know cuz shit like that happens mm-hmm. and how th- and, and especially like imagine if you were like raised with your grandparents you're legitimately raised by someone in a different Mindset. not only your parents like you're you know that's two generations above you mm-hmm. their perspective is going to be so much different than yours that and their kids right. yeah yeah so like it 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 is really it all comes down to like how you perceive that you, you at, at some point maybe if you know seeing Divorced throughout, like my entire—I don't want to say my entire family tree because okay. not, not everyone has it's been okay. divorced like, that I enough know. Enough generations, right? That you then and then you like then and I could have thought of that as like you know what? No, I'm not gonna be that person. I'm gonna be optimistic. It really depends on how you take it too. It's it's not just your parents and your family. It's also how you then take everything else too. It's mm. like I I could have been the more optimistic route I mean like yeah I, I'm not saying like I, I think I'm a little bit better now in my thought process compared to I was when I was in my earlier 20s where it's mm-hmm. like yeah I don't really know and sort of at least being more optimistic towards dating and relationships than mm-hmm. I was when I was in my 20s it was sort of like you know what fuck it I don't want to be in a relationship I'm like whatever yeah and to now and it's just sort of me having to then work on my own shit and if I never did, I don't really know where, where I probably would have yeah. been in the same mindset. So mm-hmm. it's also, I think people have to put their own work as well as much. Of course. I think I, there there comes a point where you can't blame your, your, you can't your blame family for everything. You can't, you can't be 50 years old and be like, well, my parents did this and that's what, like, no, no, yeah, you, there's, there's, that's a cut off, there's a cutoff there point. A cut off there's point. a cutoff. Like teenagers, early 20s, uh, and it's always weird because it's sort of true where men don't develop emotionally until like their mid 20s, which is hella fucking accurate. I think for me it is high, like 100%. Okay. But, um, but yeah, and yeah, it's like it, no matter where, your past or whatever your family lineage or mm-hmm. what happened through those perspectives or friends and etc is like you have to if you don't want to feel a specific way you then have to look internally and yeah fix your own shit no that's so true yeah that's so true and like no that like actually just generally applies to me like me and my parents are actually quite opposite like personality types so like i feel like in that sense 
in dating and like outside of dating just in general being like existing in the world like I am a different like I mean like portray I like learn to teach myself to like behave a certain way that makes me happy although I can see some of my like um love languages like kind of trickle down like for example my mom is the one who initiates like the physical touch so like yeah i do it in my relationship now and like super playful but at the same time like that's a very good point like like your parents can like shape and form you like however way they want but there is a certain level of maturity where you're like you have a choice and it's whether you're willing to like grasp it or not or be like right. even just like the concept of being like cognizant mm-hmm. of like oh x from my parents is affecting y from me you know what i mean like just that correlation yeah just to be super super aware but you yeah and i one of the fun facts that i've realized almost i think every episode we've spoken about therapy and mm-hmm. sort of like you have to in no, I feel like every episode now has to have that now, but like can't be forced into the conversation. But it's true because if if you're not willing to put that work in and sort of my, uh, a different friend of mine, he, Mm -hmm. him and his girlfriend were planning to get married and they decided to go to couples counseling first before, you know, deciding to... Time not. Yeah, Mm -hmm. because it's, it's interesting because if you look at it this way, if, you then had like let's say if your perfect mindset of a relationship was your parents and they were together for this amount of time and then they get divorced and it's like oh shit do we should probably deal with our own shit if if we're dealing with stuff we should want to deal with that now because Mm -hmm. if you don't deal with it now you can't go into it with the reservation (laughs) you you can't go 20 years later (laughs) and be like yeah we never dealt with this so fuck it it's like what no you should have dealt with that before but yeah Yeah. and 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 i think one of the things i was talking about was uh people assume that you have to go to therapy to fix something and i guess like in a way you sort of are fixing yourself or whatever but when it comes to when it's couples counseling it's like no sometimes you just need an outside perspective Mm -hmm. people love going to their friends and uh i can be healthy or not yeah uh, for advice and sometimes it's not usually the best option maybe you need a a third party mm-hmm. third party mm-hmm. data let me stop let Shut me stop, let me stop. Oh I needed God. I needed to throw in another <laughs> one I'm sorry no uh, but yeah no you 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 need a outside perspective that's gonna give you a more honest approach instead of like if let's say you were having issues with your boyfriend and then mm-hmm. you went like hey so Anthony I was like no don't come to me for that shit because like, yeah. I, I do tend to do that now where it's sort of like I, I won't give you advice I'll tell you what I think because mm-hmm. it's like I, you, you, and that's where like you're I don't know and it, it comes down and also when, it, when we're talking about like friends and family and how they affect your perspective if let's say you're telling them something that you're going through you're then inviting their own views to play on you and yeah 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 no like yeah because yeah yeah you're you're bringing where they come now now you have someone else's opinion and their parents yeah (laughs) Yeah. oh my god oh my god (laughs) we're getting different generations (laughs) 
we're getting different parents people like oh my god yeah exactly and yeah and that's where that's tricky because it's like yeah you don't know what they're going through with their relationship and their etc and that sort of then being piled onto you mm-hmm. mm. shoot and that almost makes you think of like I mean I don't know why this made me think of it but it, it does correlate like in a sense like how does your partner's parents relationships affect your dating life <laughs> well I mean I, I hear this a lot and, and and I've noticed this more when it comes to like religious more like religious parents yeah. where they they want like cool so like let's say if you're like from two different religions right mm-hmm. Like, cool, like, how are you going to raise a kid? I was like, oh, that's something for us to figure out, not you. But yeah. that's, that's like, another level of imposing where, like, mm-hmm. it's not only how they affect your perspective, but, like, how they affect your relationship, too, because... Truly. Yeah. And future, because I'm... And I, like, honestly respect all the men who have been in my life. Truly, like, you're all great people, but, like, I'm just Thanks. thinking... No, I'm joking. <laughs> you're a great person, truly. One of my favorite people I met in 2020. Oh, 2019. 2019. DK, like, oh boy, I've had yeah. too much of the seltzer. It's fine. I'm still stable, <laughs> as you can see. Um, Only I can see. So I'm just, no. like, thinking about, like, one of the first serious relationships I've been in. And they, that person was, um, their parents were definitely, like, less, I mean, maybe a little less traditional. But, like, he was, uh, like, their parents were very affectionate and stuff like that. And, like, he turned out to be a very affectionate person and right, then yes. we were in a very affectionate relationship yeah and now i'm in this new relationship and that's like something that is um i wouldn't say like trouble but it can cause like turbulence sometimes right. if the other person i'm dating right now like he's not used to so much affection so yeah. literally like literally x <laughs> like you see you see the correlation like yes ex-boyfriend's parents are like this ex-boyfriend turned out like this our relationship turned out like this so my relationship is now affected because of this you see Oof. very interesting to see how well I, I i guess that's always interesting because i notice a lot of the time and not a lot but sometimes before, when i'm on like first or like second or like early on dates mm-hmm. dates always like to ask like what's your family like yep because sort of like mm. yeah yeah what shit am I getting into? <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, exactly. That's like, a nicer way to say it. Yes, exactly. It's like, okay, cool. Please, no psychopaths or serial killers or etc. So like, yeah, it's like, you know, uh-huh. you... And, and that's a fair point because you... It, it's an easier way of learning why I'm so sorry. it's okay. I, at one point, I was going to take that away from you. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm just going to like No, this is a toy. This is, oh, 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 you're, oh, that's still, yeah, oh, that's still, still it still has it. drinks. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm just this a way. lightweight. Don't no, worry. No, it's okay. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think that does make sense because you also want to understand the other person and the best way when you're first meeting someone mm-hmm. in a way is sort of to see what their relationship like is with their parents and family and etc not saying that I mean it's really going to be surface level but like it's a good intro it's like mm, okay yeah and then if you want to get deeper you ask yes. what your ex's relationships were like with their parents oh that's not that's like later on that's, that's later 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 road. later yes but Right. I just brought it up on this podcast. And it's, it's okay. Fine. It's, it's going to be an interesting fine. conversation starter but for yeah. other people. No, it, it makes a difference. Yeah. It does. I mean, I'm not saying like 
it's a bad thing obviously all in all like it it matters how you handle conflict and how you want to moderate it and how much you want to communicate with your partner but parents play a role period but then that's where it comes with what we mentioned before is like boundaries how do you set that boundary from your parents to not get involved in your relationship that's true that's that's but what if you can't help it I don't know you I and I I guess for me I never really had to worry about that like Mm -hmm. even at my the one relationship I had ages ago no but um (laughs) but my mom wasn't heavily involved but like she had a great relationship with my girlfriend Mm. ex-girlfriend yeah there's another right but like meaning not like uh, what i mean great is that they got along and like for them is it was always weird then after we broke up that they like still talked i was like how dare you pick her no no that happened to my cousin so and and i don't mean i i mean i say that i that was me as an 18 year 18 19 year old being Mm -hmm. obnoxious but yeah no i i think it's also I, i think it's a good thing when your parents have a healthy relationship with your partner mm-hmm. and i'm not saying like they have to be f- fully involved or etc but i think that you can see the pros and cons of that as well it's really it's a good invite i guess like if you get along with your you know your significant other's parents and family because i think that's a good precedent it's like I, i'm not saying like early on you're gonna be like you know what this might be the one but it's yeah it's not gonna be a negative It'll be a negative if you guys break up, but you know yeah. what I mean. Uh-huh. But like, it's still like, it would a, contribute. Yes, for sure. I think like mm-hmm. yes, the pros of your significant other's family and not feeling overbearing, where they're like there and like supportive. I think that's where that's mm-hmm. the pro. But mm-hmm. it, like I said, it really depends. Like you, you said, your ex's parents were really affectionate, and mm-hmm. I think it made it easier for you to feel welcomed and. Not to say obviously it didn't. Yeah, go, go for yeah, it. Yeah, you know, it didn't yeah. lie. But, you know, that's not the point. But you probably felt more comfortable in a way if if his parents were, like, shitty, I guess. Mm-hmm. They're like, or overbearing. You wouldn't yeah. really be as... I, I guess that that if they were overbearing to like a specific extent that might lead to like a breakup too it's sort of like hey it's not it's not you it's it's not me either it's your parents no <laughs> this is like, game changer it's like look it's, it's not it's, you it's not me it's your parents it's those bitch. two no but yeah it's your freaking biological right. no but oh that you you do realize that once you start dating someone and you're more serious you're sort of in a way not fully dating her family but if you're You're involved yeah if you're playing the long the long game that's in a way you are interlocked you are yeah Mm -hmm. yeah um I don't really have any more bullet points even though I didn't have any to begin with we (laughs) We talked about this yeah we were just playing this you know like freestyle per se yeah but um, i think a lot of interesting thoughts came from yeah. it though i usually like saying that i like ending episodes with like i don't like doing advice because i don't i'm not really an advice person but i think like a lot of the things that we've said is sort of resonating especially when we talk about like love languages and i think at this point the more similar perspectives is like one love languages is kind of cool to like know but then the setting the boundaries mm-hmm. but then also understanding everyone's family because everyone 
friends. Family dynamics are completely different. And not even family. Let's go like friend dynamics too. Because friends do also play... A friends are family? I didn't realize how much friends played huge factor until like a lot of the times my friends like, Hey, I realize you haven't met my boyfriend yet. I was like, oh, okay, I didn't really know that was a big deal. But... It was really interesting realizing, it's like, oh, shit. Like, I, I know I don't play a huge factor, but it's more like, yeah. you know, they may want to know my perspective. Yeah. And it's like, and that's also another thing. It's sort of then realizing you may have to play boundaries with friends, too. It's like, hey, so me and so-and-so are doing with what, but you're not going to be involved in, you know, like. Yeah. Uh-huh. Whatever it is. There. Yeah. Oh. oh, for sure. There yeah. Boundaries there. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I'm just like. I mean, I want to say my eyes are super open, but I think about this stuff all the time. Maybe overthink about it too much. Oh, we, we all overthink. But <laughs> yeah, this is a great podcast. I don't know. Like, I think a very interesting topic. I'm glad your friend brought it up. Yeah, I am too. I'll let him. I'll, I'll, he'll, he'll be the first one to listen to it. It's like, listen to this shit. It's brought to you by <laughs> let Greg. Let me know what he thinks. Sponsored by Greg. No, he didn't sponsor that shit. <laughs> Go Greg. <laughs> Go Greg. Go Greg. Yes. But thank you for coming on the show. Absolutely. It's actually been like such a pleasure. If you need an experimental guest with like a, I don't know, third party, we were supposed to have someone else here nice today, but all. it's no, okay. No. Maybe we can make up for it again in we the future. Could, yeah, for sure. How marketing affects relationships. Oh, <laughs> Okay, but yes, (laughs) I'm so happy we did this. But that's true. Ooh, that would be really interesting. And you work on an account that deals with... Oh my gosh! With love! Yes! With the L word! The L word. Yeah. Ah. Ooh. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we had... Look at you, you're just affecting couples all over the world. (laughs) No, but for real, like, we had this podcast that... um, I mean, not podcast, um, creative that like brought up discrepancy when it actually involved parents, like propose for your mother type shit. Okay. Anyway, besides that. I want to hear about this later. Yeah. (laughs) I will (laughs) fill you in. Maybe they'll get a fill in, but yeah. It's been such, such a pleasure. Likewise. (laughs) Bye, you. Just keep up. There's more content coming from 10 Years Accounting. Support Tony. Donate. I know there's like a donate link somewhere in there. We're going to just like a little, imagine a flashing bubble. It's a link in his thing. Have a good day. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to use this for the ending of my podcast.